Thanks for bringing me down. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you, let's, we could be, we could bullshit or we could be honest. <laughs> Woo! All right, here we go. Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Get Into It. Is that what we're going with? <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. Man. Why not? Let's All get right, into let's it. But it doesn't it. have the same lead into the business of entertainment. <laughs> the business of entertainment. We're not there anymore. We're still here, but we're not there. Baby Dave, you got a new wig. Yes. It's been a while since we yeah. hung out. Oh, oh wow. Damn. Dude, that, that's pink. Is it legit? Like, is it dyed yeah. or is it just yeah. colored? No, it's dyed, dude. Why did you do pink? Why did you do pink? I had a friend who wanted to mess with my hair before the holiday. I said, yeah, go for it. That's good. Yeah. Well, you're wearing a hat. Yeah, I'm wearing a hat. Top. Yeah. You're, not, you're not representing or what? No, I was in... My, my hat's all... Hey, I like this look, Davy Dave. Seriously. Oh, okay. Davy Dave, <laughs> just for you guys, is rocking a Hawaiian shirt, but it's the, the palm... Uh, the Beverly Hills Hotel, leaves. Beverly Hills yes. Hotel Beverly wallpaper. Beverly Hills Hotel wallpaper, like the banana leaves. And he's got pink hair, and his beard's grown out a little bit of gray. I like this oh, look. Okay, okay. Terrific, amazing. Turning yeah. a different, a new leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. New character right here. <laughs> hey, so, <laughs> so, all right, so it, we, it, we haven't been on online in a long time. Uh, we haven't been online since we left for New Mexico to do Holiday in Santa Fe, which was... Right. Before that. Two months ago. Right. It's been two months. So a lot of catching up to do in 30 minutes. So here's, here's, what, here's what's happening. Well, we technically don't have to do 30 minutes anymore. We, we don't, don't anymore. Spot, we don't have a network. So we don't have a network anymore. We are on our own. That's why we're back to let's get into it because we want to get into it. Into what? Into whatever we want. <laughs> Baby um, Dave's hair. There we go. Um, but if you're a longtime listener, which you probably are if you're listening, um, we are... Entering the second year of, I'm sorry, we're oh, not entering the second year. year. Let me, I'm going to start that over. We are entering the third year, or basically it's been 24 months since Tootie began the process of doing Made in Mexico. And Made in Mexico is set to be released in a ton of July hotel 1st. rooms. A ton of hotel rooms in July 1st. 800,000. 800,000 hotel rooms. So if you can imagine how many people stay in a hotel room every month, that's... You know, you can get into the millions there. 20 million. So 20 million people are going to get, like, sit down and see Mario Lopez tell them, hey, check out Made in Mexico, which is pretty cool. Which I saw that trailer. was It was pretty banging. I saw that trailer, too. It was pretty hot. Who did the trailer? The tr- There's a trailer. Rich Alarcon did our trailer. And then... Um, the must-see movies. The one. must-see movies was cut by Anaconda Productions. That one looks is, tight, too, because it's, like, uh, dreamy. Yeah. Is that the one where Mario's like just talking and it comes yeah. out? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They needed it quicker. They needed like, they needed the stakes high because you got, I think that's not even 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you get for. And we're paying to have our film up there. Like, it's not free. Like, that's a coveted, coveted place. Like, it's pretty much owned by all the studios. And fortunately, Wiser has uh, connections and that's how we were able to slide it. That's dope. Well, it's pretty amazing. Other than that, I wouldn't be doing movies. If I didn't have this opportunity, I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, you would. No, you'd, you'd find a way. People Not find after doing this show. People find a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for bringing everyone down. But no, let's let's get into the reality of our of our industry, right? You're talking about an independent movie that started off with Steve Weiser, who has a connection with the Hotel Channel. Yeah. Let me turn this off. Uh, with the Hotel Channel, you have you who's been making films and deciding to make movies for you know sub hundred thousand for a long time. And 
you like doing your thing. You like doing it the way you want to do it. You like doing it with no outside influence, studio, stuff like that. And you've done it. So, and you've done stories that you want to tell. And you've gotten people interested in funding you, like Mario Lopez, uh, Steve Weiser, and then you had some other... Uh, My buddy Dusty from yeah, you've, you've had a bunch of uh, investors that believed in you. That's the thing, right? I was watching Mark Wahlberg's documentary. You know, he invests in people. He doesn't necessarily invest if, you know, whether or not right. the investment is good. I mean, he obviously wants a good investment, but he believes in people. If people are passionate and believe in what they're doing, filmmakers tend to be super passionate about what they're doing, then people invest in the person, not always the project. I'm victim to that. <laughs> I raised a lot of money and uh, not always for great projects, right? But, um, but the good thing is that you have a platform. People are going to be seeing you and everyone who started this movie. Leland Barcado's terrific in the film. Yeah. You're really good in the film. David Dave's in the movie. Um, Christina's really good in the film. Yeah. So you have a lot of great performances. You have a good... Joey Medina's good. Joey Medina's okay. in the film. Yeah. Uh, you had the music. Some of the music was done by Cesar uh, Vega. From, really good. From Mexico City. Yeah. Uh, Joel C. High Joel hooked C. me up with Sammy Posner. So, and, yeah, and you had uh, Rich Alarcon. The truth of the matter is it's not really a $20,000 $25,000. Now with all those people. No, with all those people, I mean, Rich's fee alone would have probably been thirty grand. So, Or m maybe more, yeah, maybe yeah. more. So, I wow. mean, shout, yeah, shout out to Rich. I mean, I made him a producer. He's a part of my team. I gave him points. Yeah. Uh, Sammy wanted to get her feet wet into the uh, music soup world, supervising, and, and that's what Joel said, I'll help her out, mm. but, you know, but give her the credit. Caesar, um, he, I gave him the opening title sequence. You know, that's a but big you deal want, for yeah, composers, he likes it, yeah. yeah. So he liked he liked the story and the feel of the movie. So, I mean, I it's a lot more. <laughs> it would have been a lot of money. Then uh, you made out. I kind of did. Yeah. So you make a movie as an independent. You oh, and Russ, Russ Emanuel, fucking Russ Emanuel hooked me up. Did he? What did he do for you? Wow. He opened up that library. I had to pay. Yeah. But he I, he opened up the library of um, of. Um, Extreme music, and we utilized it. You know, it was a, it was really, really, really grateful. Of Extreme music still continues to be a really, really uh, powerful tool, man. I just did, uh, just like you did, just like you used them. I used them on um, Holiday in Santa Fe. I just did like seven cues or eight cues with them, um, and they're, it's amazing. So yeah, I definitely recommend going to them and checking that out. Um, all right, so. You're a young filmmaker out there, and I think, look, I think what, what our show has proven is that the majority of the people that are listening are people that potentially want to make movies, or at least... Interested in the process. Interested in the process. No one likes to hear no, you know, but... That's a big part of this process. You hear that more than you hear yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to figure out, you know, you got to figure it out, and I think you figured it out, right? You made a movie for an amount of money that makes sense. Uh, you took a gamble. You got some celebrities in it. You made you, along the way. You learned a lot of lessons. Can I get a guy who's been in big movies in my film, even though I'm only making it for fifteen grand at the time? Yeah. Well, the answer is yeah. You can. You just have to ask, um, and you have to connect with the person, right? So there's a very good possibility. You also have Instagram now, where you can yeah. actually talk to people. You don't always have to call their agents. They might send That's you to the huge. agent, but you can connect. Yeah. I, I hooked up with somebody very big through Instagram. Just, you know, I don't know how, but we ended up corresponding and talking. And now he's interested in, like, what I'm doing and more of my projects. It's incredible. 
It is. But well, that's that's how I came to know you guys and through Mario. Through oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it's all through social media. I met you in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. You guys met because he started he, because Mario started liking your post on Instagram. Post on Instagram. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It is. Um, all right, so let's get to the release of Made in Mexico, which has been, <laughs> dude, long time awaiting. Right, yeah. we've been waiting a long I mean, time for this. Yeah, but it was a fifteen months of a pandemic, which there's a good there's a silver lining is I got rich out. Yeah. That probably wouldn't have got in. The The bad part is it was 15 months that, you know, we're planning on doing a premiere in, like, July some point. You know what I mean? The hotel thing died out because there was nobody in hotel rooms. So Wiser was like, dude, there's no point in going there. Smart. Let's Smart. just wait, you know. Um, so the movie technically was done a long time ago. I mean, we kept cutting and do going, back, going back to it only because we had nothing but time. Right. But it could have been done a year ago. Right. Um, but, hey, everything works out the way it works out. Well, with money, anything's possible, right? You yeah. A little dough, but you needed to, you needed to work with, um, with people who like the movie. I mean, you know, the one thing that you proved, a lot of people wonder, right? You know, people always say, like, oh, you can get someone involved and have them do your, your movie for, uh, for nothing or for points or for credit, uh, even though they've done a lot of work before. A lot of people say that, and you wonder, how do you get to do that? Well, the way you get to do that is you make a movie that – that they like, that they think can yeah. potentially go somewhere so that when their name comes on it, they get value from it. Yeah. So Rich had to like your movie. Caesar had to like your movie. Uh, Joel had to like your movie. Um, you know, everyone who came on in post had to like what they were seeing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. So kudos to you for doing a film that everyone wanted to jump on board on. So now you've got your release. That's it. You're done. Yep. You're going. You're going. You're going to either make money or you're not going to make money or you're going to make your money back. Sounds to me, if I was predicting, I would guess that you're probably going to at least get everyone their money back. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll get everybody their money back and then some. And you know, let's see what it does on the streamers because I don't think we're even going to try to make a deal. I think we're just going to go to Quiver, market ourselves. I mean, we got Access Hollywood. We got Extra. We have a plan. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we'll see from there. But I don't. I'm never gonna do a movie for like, like this again. It's just too it's stressful. Too <laughs> it, it just is. It's too. It's just too stressful. It's too. Um, you know, it's just too much. It is know. stressful. It's difficult. You know. But you know, look. It, but here's the rub. If I when I do something else, like we were talking to one of an, an investor on the show, and they were saying how they want to be creatively involved. Right. Cool. It's their money. So you don't to give up you give up creative control when you take in money. It's like anything in life. Somebody pays you for something, they're not you don't get anything for free. So then it becomes their movie and your movie, but yeah. they're financing it, right? That's how it works. Right. So is it your vision? Kind of. Kind of not, right? Cuz they're in now. But would you get your movie made otherwise? Not at that level cuz you know, unless you have in the beginning, we said, to me, there's three types of filmmakers. What I've learned from this show is there's, there's what I call bangers, people who just fucking keep making shit, and they're okay. They're, they're okay. Like, they, some, some things are good. Most shit sucks. There's brilliant. There's people who are really good, but they don't, wanna, they don't have the patience, and they don't want to wait, and they don't want to play the game. And then there's the buyer. There's the guy who has a bunch of money who could just keep making movies and put himself as the lead or the director or this or that. And his movies don't really make a lot of money, but he just keeps making them because he loves to and he's got a shitload of money. So those are the three filmmakers that I've come across on this show. 
I probably sit in between the banger and the brilliant. That's where I sit because I don't got money to make movies. Okay. If you had all the money in the world, would you just make movies even though you might not sell them? Would you pay other people to be in your movies even though you may not have them seen except for, you know, quiver? That's a good question. I don't know. Probably not. But if I had all the money, if I was a billionaire, I probably wouldn't. If if people felt, look, if filmmakers thought about what the outcome was going to be, I don't think we would do it. You know, I, I heard Dana White say the other day, you know, you just got to put your head down and jump in head first. And, you know, that's how you do business. And that's how filmmakers do it. And I think that's how I've done it. I don't know that I ever really thought about end deal was going to be which is which is tough you know i mean it's it's a it's tough to do things like that because you just you know i I think that there's a lot of emotional uh, baggage connected to doing films right i mean i think if you're listening everyone has different reasons for wanting to, to do movies sometimes you want to do them because you want to be special because you have this issue when you were a kid that you weren't special enough and you want people to say how great you are or how great your idea is or how great your movie is. I think I wanted a lot of credit uh, when I first started. I wanted people to come check it out. Then I started to realize, oh, well, that can't be a thing. I have to, because no one liked what I was doing, right? So <laughs> I would screen it and most people wouldn't like the films. So they'd come up to me and like go like, well, you know, there was issues here and the storyline here and then it fell apart there. So I had to create like this new persona, which was, well, I, I'm sorry you didn't like this one. I just raised money for a new one. I'm, the, it'll be out in th- five months, so yeah. hopefully you like that one. So it became all about creating pro- as much product as possible so I didn't have to feel bad about someone not liking that one thing that I did because <laughs> that becomes a bummer. So I think it depends on why you do it. But I think if we all thought about it, we wouldn't do it. Well, I don't know, because then I go back and forth with, I think it's the idea that you fall in love with in the beginning and then once you get into it and you go through it and you come out the other end you're like fuck maybe this wasn't what i envisioned you know what i mean maybe it's not but then you step back and you go ah it's pretty cool you know what i mean it's pretty cool and you know it's funny because i've you've seen you've seen i've seen actors who are at the top of the level you know like they've done it all acted won oscars uh directed written everything and they just they kind of seem miserable now at this point in their in their career and you're like why the fuck is this guy miserable like he's won an oscar he's written a script you know that's been produced he's direct he's done everything and he just kind of looks like he's sad like you know what i'm saying like well dude there's there's got everything there's an expectation that people have about succeeding right you have we have this child like idea dream of what it means to be a filmmaker and be successful and win, right? And we, and we have people close to us that we're watching. And from where we sit, we're like, oh, that'd be a great place to be. Reality is, is that it never is, it's never what it is ultimately in your head, right? Yeah. You get there and it's not, it's not what you thought. Like you were making $1,000 a week and you're thinking that's pretty good. Then you make 2,000, then you're making 3,000. Now you're pissed. <laughs> When you were making a thousand, you were pretty happy. Now you're making three thousand, and I'm kind of mad. So it's like, but what jobs are rewarding? 
You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Now we're going off on. No, 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 no. This is a great conversation because it is a. I think. Look, it's about. It's not about being reward. It's not about reward. The reward you get from doing your job. It's about having the proper expectation about being a filmmaker, right? What are you doing, and why are you doing movies? Well, you know. We're not entirely positive about that. You know, I thought I wanted to do independent film for the rest of my life. Turns out I was only saying that because no one would hire me to make movies. <laughs> so I had to protect myself by saying like, oh, well, I just want to be an indie filmmaker and I'll keep raising money. Why? Because I can. Um, and then when things shifted for me, I started to realize, oh, well, there, there is a section of our industry that just is putting out product like people put out pieces of beef. <laughs> <laughs> they're just making them, slicing them, putting them out, selling them, making them, slicing them, putting them out, selling them. They're okay. They're whatever they are. Maybe you have a goal, like a, a, a nugget, a, a diamond there a, amongst 40 movies that you're making a year as a network. Uh, or maybe you don't. doesn't really matter because I got another 40 to make the next year. Yeah. So there is a business occurring around all of our dreams, right? And then when the dream comes true or we think it does, then you're thinking like, well, it doesn't feel the way I thought it would feel. And that, that's absolutely 100% true. But having said that. There are moments, though. I got to say, there are moments when you're on set you're, and you're working or, you know what I mean, when you see it come to life and you're like. There's a little groove. No, there is. And you definitely like, so you know what? I'm going to recant what I said earlier. If I was a billionaire, yes, I would make movies. Because. That's amazing. I love, I like that. Like, what am I going to do? If I have a billion dollars. Yeah. What else do, you know... Or you're not, not going to want to open a McDonald's. You'd rather no, make a movie. I mean, I'm, you know, I guess if you're financially stable... I like storytelling. I legitimately do. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm not looking for anybody to say how great you are, great this is. I do genuinely like storytelling. Like, I'm listening to this badass podcast right now on this Nazi or this Nazi hunter. It's fucking amazing. Um, and I just like story. I like, I, I like it. You know, I like reading. I like storytelling. I like going from concept to, you know, to writing the script, to executing, to post. I like the process. I love it and I hate it because <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's a pain in the ass when you don't have money. Now, if I had money, maybe it'd be different. But again, if I have money, then that means I have a partner who's going to have a say. And then it's, you know, but I'm yeah. a collaborative guy. I'm willing to work. Look, collaborating, collaborating is, part, uh, is a huge part of the business, you know? Like even, even when you work for a network or or you work for Netflix or, you know, that's kind of like now the only business in town. So like if you, even if they buy your film, when I went to Sundance with Strangers with Candy and, and um, Warner Brothers bought the movie, they sat us at a table and said, you're going to make all these changes. And there was hundreds of them. Wow. <laughs> so we had done whatever we wanted to do and they were like, that's awesome. Now change it. Yeah. So no matter what you do, you're going to have to collaborate. And I, what I, what I definitely have learned is that most Network executives, most, pe- ex- more, most financial people, don't, you know, give them everything because ultimately they don't have time to give you. And usually if you're super cool, they'll defer to you. Yeah. If you're super open to like, hey, whatever you want, what do you think? They'll get stuck in the thought because they're not like you. They're not always thinking story and how to change it and stuff. So they'll be like, well, what do you think? And yeah. then next thing you know, you are in charge of your of your. I, th- I think that's the truth. Even with executives although i will say at lifetime we have a pretty talented executive and she comes up with probably some of the best ideas <laughs> to make our scripts better nice. and i've been i've Lucky been pleasantly you. surprised at like listening and doing uh and collaborating with her because she ended up having some of the most amazing 
suggestions uh, that have happened. And then we also had Jeff Stern, who also made a whole bunch of changes and adjustments and, and uh, worked with actors and made everything better. Uh, and then, you know, working with Mario, Mario had ideas about his script and his character. I mean, there was so much collaboration on what we just did. Um, you know, plus we had you know, Christelle Alonso. There was so many people involved in what happened with, uh, with Holiday. Um, but, but I think collaboration is, you'll be surprised yeah. at, at how unencumbering it is when you accept it and embrace it. I think if you're a filmmaker, you're a filmmaker, whether you like it or not. You're going to love it some days. You're going to hate it other days. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, there's other things you could do, but you're going no, to go you're back right. to it. You're, you're right. You're going to go back to it. I, I think I stayed in show business and stayed making movies because I just didn't know how to do anything else. Makes sense. Yeah. And now you could do it for... You, know, you like, jumped in that bucket. Well, the bucket found me. <laughs> fell on your head. <laughs> the bucket found me. But uh, but that's what you got to do. You know, you got to keep showing up at meetings. I mean, I don't know, Teddy. Look, we we we've been friends for a, a long time. I showed up here at Universal, or or at, or at Extra or at Axis for years before I did anything <laughs> with Mario. For years, I was just kind of pitching. Well, you'd already done stuff had ideas. Well, I kept doing my own thing. Yeah. You know, but look, at the end of the day, your passion. I wish we could go back and play some of the show when. <laughs> When we first started out, because your passion for what you were doing was pretty exciting because it is exciting when you start. It's exciting when you get Lilo. It's exciting when you fire something up, when you get a $5,000 from somebody and they believe in you and right. It's all part of the process. And now you're done and you're ready to release. And like the moment of truth happens, right? Where, you know, you're lucky. Look, we're lucky because if our movies fail, at, our, at the level that we're at, you know, we're not going to show up to a studio where no one's talking to us or, or calling or, yeah. you know, or calling us the next day. Right. We'll be able to move on and make, keep making movies no matter what happens. But you know, you, it, there was a super duper excite. There's an excitement about doing the work and being in the process, working with Lilo, getting Davy Dave out there working at Weiser's house and, you know, then cutting it and coming up with creative ideas to make the whole thing work and now the moment of truth has come where people get to rent it and yeah. someone who doesn't know you or know us or know anybody gets to say what they think about it. Yeah, I'm super proud of it. I'm not, like, I really think... It's a great movie. Yeah, and pe- people should go out and check it out. Yeah, people who've seen the trailer, I, I have yet to get any neg- negative um, feedback. 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 And everybody who's seen it is really like, wow, this is better than I anticipated. So it's great. I mean, if you want to talk about a pat on the back, it's great. And I know the movie's going to do well. And I know people are going to like it. Um, and just from my post alone, I've already gotten, you know, I had a meeting yesterday with, uh, with this writer or this uh, director, producer, who's done $40 million movies and he's done, you know, $400,000 movies and he's interested in one of my scripts and he wants me to rewrite and, you know, do all that. So, um, and that kind of came off of my IG, oh, <laughs> you know nice, what I mean? Because nice. of the trailer and stuff like that. I met another guy who's uh, executive vice president of a studio, and uh, again, he reposted the trailer, which is pretty dope. And then we sparked up a conversation, and now I'm having a, a call with the president of the studio and him and Mario on next week, us four on a call. So, you know, shit has happened. Shit is happening, which is great, and it all has to do with me making this little movie. Um, so how does it feel? So you, so the biggest thing you've ever done is this for sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's the biggest project you ever did with a big name. 
with people that are significant in our industry that backed you financially and a bunch of people that work in the business every day doing award-winning music videos and stuff. I think you said it, Robert, one time. There are people less talented than you doing, working in in this business because they just kept at it. Well, that's for sure. Look yeah. at me. I'm 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 the spin. I'm I'm the, that <laughs> comment. Like I live. I'm living that every day. I think it's just tenacity. It is tenacity. You're I right. I think it. I think it's tenacity. I think it's a love. It's a passion. And with anything you have a love or a passion for, there's a flip flop to it. Because some days you're like passionate, and other days you're, you know, you want to start a new career because <laughs> you're like, right. This is a fucking nightmare. What yeah. am I thinking? I'll never forget pulling out of my driveway. With my car filled with shit, driving, going down to the shitty hotel that I was staying at to be my uncle where Lila was going to be, and thinking, <laughs> like, why the fuck? I got three little kids. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this movie, and it's, you know, it's no budget. I'm doing everything. My wife helped me load up the car with all the wardrobe. And I was <laughs> like, I had makeup, I had wardrobe. I fucking, you know, and I'm going, why am I doing this? Like, why, why, why? And I look back on that day, and... Uh, and, uh, you know, I kind of laugh now because I'm like, fuck, if I didn't do, if I would have said, you know what, this is stupid. I'm going inside the house. Fuck this. I wouldn't have these meetings. I wouldn't no. be on these calls with people. I wouldn't have Mario calling me right now. Let yeah. Me and let me remind you guys that two years ago, he started the process of doing this film made in Mexico. And we've reached the point where he's finished oh. to the point that he's delivering it to be seen in 800,000 uh, rooms in hotels, as well as going to be released on Amazon and probably iTunes. I don't yeah. know. You probably don't need to do iTunes, but Amazon. Well, I will do definitely. iTunes for the international because I got like Mark Wright's my buddy. He's in England. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, so he's gonna post. So that was Lopez right there. What did he say? He said, "Send me the video, fool." So oh, I yeah. can post. It. I was gonna ask you for it today too. <laughs> Air drop it to me, Holmes. Yeah, I'm gonna airdrop it. To um. Me. So yeah. So so there. This is the success story of this show is that we've actually gone from nuts to bolts on a movie that is going to be released. It is self-released, and we'll let you know. The other thing I wanted to report on is I self-released Love and Betrayal on the Forest. I always forget the name of it. And, you know, as much promotion and stuff that I did, it did not make any money. See, I never went into Made in Mexico, though. I didn't have any, I wasn't had any illusions I was going to win anything that would be... I just needed, the, I wanted this to be a stepping stone to get me to a place where people will say, this guy can write, this guy can produce, he could act, he could do all that. That's all I really wanted it for. And I thought it was a fun idea. I thought it was based on my life. You know, it was kind of like me, you know, foreseeing my future in a funny way, like me getting my shit ripped off and the cartel and all that stuff. But, um, but no, for me, it was just, it's, and even the guys who put money in, you know, like, I don't think none of them, I didn't promise anybody's going to get rich off this. It was all kind of like, hey, this is fun. I'll throw you some cash. You know, it's not going to make or break me with the money I gave you. Um, let's do it. So make the movie, fix your huevo. Make my movie, fix my huevo. <laughs> which, ironically, he's having a problem with his huevo. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so. so let's not talk about Let's not get into the, the health, uh, <laughs> the health uh, department on this film. But it is, look, it is a success story. I think that we should celebrate. I think we should be excited for the work that you did for the collaborations that you put together uh, a lot based on the podcast. Look, I, 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 I think, I think dude, the podcast was huge for me, for me too, but it wasn't, it, I didn't come into the podcast with, with this. I didn't create the podcast because of the movie. The 
podcast, it just kind of like fell together. Like the podcast actually came from you and I arguing about on set at Extra <laughs> whether you could make a movie for that amount of money. Which and then Ron <laughs> Lee was like, yo, that was, that was compelling what you guys were saying. Like, I understand where you're coming from, but I also stand, understand where he's coming from. And I was like, you don't know. I just, because I did a web series, eight episodes for under a thousand I bucks. saw, and they were good. They're, they're, they're funny. They're, they're fun. funny. They're, 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 funny. They're, they're definitely. They're entertaining. They're entertaining. You know what I mean? But I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it. You know, so that's where the podcast originated. So that's where we're at. We're at the hum, the humble tootie now after two years is now very humble. Very humble. <laughs> like, like the humble brag. Like, I don't know what it's going to do. I'm not sure. Right before it was, it sounded a lot different before. But it's, it's exciting. And I think we well, should all to, celebrate. To, we should I all celebrate it. But you have to, Roberts, you know the rule. In the beginning, the excitement has to be there. People aren't going to believe in it. I still believe in it. I'm just, now is the, you know, it's like, a, it's like a fight. Like, you go out, you fight, you go 12 rounds with the guy, you both knock each other down, you come out to the middle, you're all bloodied, bloodied and battered, and they start going to the judges. Judges scorecard, ringside, one, okay, for, you know what I mean? So now it comes down to, is he going to raise my hand, or is he going to raise his hand? You know, right. are you going to make the, are we going to make money or we're not going to make money? See, I don't Regardless, you're going to keep fighting. Yeah. I think the truth is we're very flawed as filmmakers. When you want to make movies now, you reach back 20 years and comment on the films that you loved to develop the movie you're working on. The problem with that is that the future is where filmmaking's at. It's not 20 years ago. It's not in the film you loved as a kid. Even though those are great structural movies, they don't make them that way anymore. That's not how it happens. No. You know, you watch a film now and it's gone in two weeks. Like you don't even think about it anymore. It happened. Like everyone watches it and you kind of move on. Queen's Gambit, most watched, you know, TV series of all time. You know it took twenty years to make. I read a thing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, look, most. I think most things do. There's, there's every very studio few. said no to that movie. Yeah, they, the same thing with Forrest Gump. Right, Forrest yeah. Gump took twelve years or. I, I don't know how many years to make, but lots of, yeah, I did, I did, I did. I think, I think I read it from your post, but I, I mean, there's a lot to be said for hanging in there, you know? I mean, yeah. but, but I think, uh, but I think it's a really risky way to live, you know, to, you know, to hang, to hope that someone sees your vision on Queen's Gambit. The thing about Queen's Gambit is that I think, again, the Queen's Gambit was in the future. It wasn't in its past, right? The yeah. future yeah. the future of technology and how people viewed stuff is what made it possible for Queen's Gambit to be made. And if it had failed, it wouldn't have been any worse or better for the filmmaker because they would have been like, oh, well, that was a good try. It was pretty good. You know, we, we, we did three million people saw it. Those were okay. But it was... Um, you know, it was a monster hit, and it was, and it was like what you said. It's storytelling, right? Yeah. They, they, he did a great job. I mean, I, I, to, to be honest, I watched that show, and I wanted to watch it again almost immediately. And the main reason was was not because of the story, but because of the detail to the time period, to, uh, to how she played chess. There was details of how she performed you know the the task of playing and how her thought pattern worked and i also thought the filmmakers went through painstaking detail in every single possible thing that they did you know from even even when she took the drugs and looked up at the ceiling at night and mm -hmm. she could play chess in her head yeah. I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> Just it like that. me with some gummies. <laughs> <laughs> you probably that, could. That probably wouldn't translate to film 20 years ago. 
No, maybe no. not. And or, or yeah, I think people are, no, people people are absorbing uh, information differently. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think any of us have the answer, but I think the answer is in the future. I mean, I think you have to be bold as a filmmaker. If you're a young filmmaker and you're yeah. making your first thing, do something that no one's done before. Do something that they say, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Or cliffhang shit when it's not supposed to be cliffhanged. You know, like do do things that are that they're doing, uh, you know, in shorter form stuff so that you can capture your audience and then they can yeah. keep staying engaged, yeah. you know. But it's changing, dude. It's changing so much every day. I mean, we're lucky to have Lifetime and we're lucky to have, like, these networks that are still doing a formula, to, you know, nine-act structure and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But truth be told, there's, there's, there's a box for everybody, for anything you want to do. No-act structure, three-act structure, no commercials. Didn't you say uh, uh, Cobra Kai was kind of like that? Yeah, oh, Cobra, well, for me, I, I don't know that anyone agrees with me on this, but if, when I was watching Cobra Kai, they were breaking every rule. The good girl is the bad girl, and then she's the good girl, and then, and then halfway through the fight, she turns to the good side. Like, they were doing stuff in that show where you, would, you just would never see it happen because scripts don't get done like that, right? You're either a bad guy or, or you're a good guy until there's that pinnacle moment where you turn good. Yeah. But isn't life kind of like that, though? I mean, good people do bad things from time to time. And well, bad the good guys good are the bad guys, and the bad guys oh, are the yeah. good guys. That's the truth. Call that guy pretty good. <laughs> no, me and Lopez were talking about this the other day. John Hughes, one of my favorite filmmakers, would his movies be as popular today as they were in the 80s? Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club. I mean, they've re tried to remake some of them. I think it'd just be another uh, series that's on Netflix or you know any coming-of-age show that we have now. Yeah, the, the I think the things that they're dealing with it is a good, that's a great question. I mean, uh, actually, it was wiser, wasn't it? Is there is there room for a you know James Spader character from Pretty in Pink in a movie today? I think so, dude. That guy was awesome. Is there uh, Andrew McCarthy from Pretty in Pink? Right, the rich kid with the BMW that the poor girl wants to date. There's there's room for the a storyline. I think yeah. the rest yeah, yeah, of it's yeah. got to change, you know, because we're in a different time. Kids are different. You know, they're taking designer drugs now. It's different. You know, they're not just smoking pot and getting drunk, you know, it's, it's, it's a different time. So what is that all about? Like, what is, you know, I think there has been some good movies about that, but you know, I, and I, I don't know, you know, look, I, it's changed a lot for me over the past two years since I've been on the show. Um, I think my vision of what I do as a producer and a, as a content creator has changed. I think I started off and I still had an indie mind. And I think now I've sort of acquiesced to the idea that I create product. I create content. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Again, I was talking to my wife about it. I go like, I shifted. I shifted from wanting to just make movies and raise money to being being careful about what I'm trying to do and also if it works in a pitch then it's got to work in the script and I, I had the I had the I, I was guilty of pitching the shit out of stuff and then not being able to deliver a script that matched that mm -hmm. and that happened to me all the time I think that happens to a lot of people yeah yeah because you get so good at your pitch uh that when you write the script it's just it's not like there's points that are left out you know what I mean 
and that's I feel like that's changed for me now. I'm so confident in my development ability that I think that I can turn anything into a decent movie. I don't know about a film that's going to be, you know, like a key feature film on Netflix or in theaters, you know, that maybe, maybe that's going to take me another five years. But I think as far as a content, like if you go to watch a movie that I worked on, I think you'll be like, Oh, that was dope. That was great. It has Oprah makes sense. Uh, it probably makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Dope is uh, you know. Dope is a little is pretty good. Let's let's, let's leave that for the Ashley. Yeah, I'm still I'm still working on effortlessly effortlessly diverse. You know, that's that's the key to a lot of stuff right now. But let's yeah. but let's get back to uh, the date for when people could start renting your movie or when they could start looking for Mario to be talking about your film. Mario is going to be talking about his film because he executive produced it. Um, He's going to post about it. He already posted about it, but July 1st, it goes into almost a million hotel rooms across North America. And then um, it will be there for at least, well, it's going to be there for three months. We're going to go July, August, September for summer. And then um, probably October, we're going to go Amazon, Google Play, iTunes. And then that's when there'll be more of like a press push and all that other stuff. So nice. that's when you'll be able to, you know, get on your fo- get on wherever and watch it. Unless you're in a hotel room, unless you go to one of those uh, million hotels rooms. And um, but there aren't so many ho- dude, at Marriott's like you name it. Hilton. I think I think one of the most valuable things and I wanted to do it, but we ended up not doing it. But I think one of the most valuable things about being in hotel rooms is it's going to play. God knows how many times a day, right? That they're going to be promoting your movie. And if you don't get to see it in a hotel room, because, you know, I don't know that I've always, I've watched some movies in hotel rooms, but they've always been first run. But if you didn't catch it there, you'll remember it later and you'll be like, oh, maybe it's showing on Amazon and boom, there you'll be, you know. There it is. Yep. Well, you know, the subdued filmmaker. And I'm not willing, and if if a deal comes out of it where I could sell it, then I'll probably sell it instead of going to Amazon. I don't know. I'm just saying like, the plan right now is to go to Amazon to, to self distribute because I have connections with people. Like, there's already been, I'm not going to name names, but people reached out to me saying, Hey, dude, I saw your post. Your movie looks really cool. Do you want me to post about it? Yes. And I say, <laughs> I would love for you to post about it when the time comes. Right. But that's just because of where I'm at and the people I'm around. I'm fortunate right. in that sense. So yeah. that's where the whole thing through self uh, distributing and the, because the, the, cost of the movie was so low mm. you know what i mean um that's why i'm like okay this is a an easy way to go but if something else happens like i said if if there's an offer made that somebody wants to buy it then i'll sell it did you show you know it know to I mean? clay epstein i did show it to clay but he told me that he went in a different direction and he needs more he wants more star power now that's what he's going with so that's fine whatever you know what i have to say that <laughs> i don't know you you kind of were right about the whole distributors well it's not. It's not that I'm right. It's just that that's where it's headed. You know. It's. I think the uh, digital age has changed that business for us forever. Um, but I will say, you do know enough people, and enough people love you that getting social media is going to be big. I made huge strides with Mario, with Be Real, with Davey Dave, oh, with um, Frankie Quinones. Dude, the, just those four things alone, the value that it gave me in terms of people renting was pretty amazing. That's millions of views. Yeah. With, with, with the amount of followers of those guys. Yeah. Out so, yeah. So out of that, 
I don't know. I probably had like two or three thousand people renting the movie. Again, that's not a lot, <laughs> but um, but that's what it ended up being. So I I just think in terms of that, and you know, I, I think it's got to be organic. You got to tell people to be like, you know, hey, you got to check out this film. It's great, rather than like, hey, my buddy did this movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, congratulations, Lilo Broncado, Rod Rinks, starring in this f- film with David Dave. Um, we also also have executive producer Mario Lopez, executive producer um, Steve Weiser. Anyone and else? Dusty Kennedy. Dusty Kennedy, uh, produced by you, directed by you and Ron Lee Purcell. Ron Lee and Rich Alarcon. He's a producer. Rich Alarcon's a producer on it. Great editor. So, dude, congratulations for getting it done. Uh, we're very subdued here at uh, Let's Get Into It uh, about it, but uh, let's see what happens. Looking forward to the release, looking forward to huge success for you, and looking forward to what's next. And if you're out there and you think uh, you can't make a movie for 20 grand and get it released, you're wrong. It could happen. Very true. Go make it happen. There you go. Robert, Congrats, Robert said it. He said if you could oh, make a movie. Oh, it came around. finally you know came what? around. That's it. Drop the mic. The show's over. Well, no, it, no, just no. Ha- it just happened. You, you did it, so it's obviously possible. I, I lose. I uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Rod Ranks, Made in Mexico, coming July 1st to any hotel room in uh, that you're in, probably. I mean, shit. I see Mario everywhere I lay my head. Uh, but uh, but check it out. If you don't catch it there, check it out on, uh, on Amazon. And shoot us a DM, is that what you call them? And tell us what you think of it. Or write to Rod. Tell him what you thought of it. Or follow Made in Mexico as our handle. There you go. Right. And there's also apparel, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, no. you know what that is? Hey, hey there's <laughs> that's my marketing dollars. I know everybody says something when you wear it too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I mean, Good. mostly I get hit up about where I'm from. Oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, hey, you're from Mexico? Where are you from? And I'm Guadalajara. Like, I'm, I'm from here, but it's a movie. Anyway, oh. congratulations, buddy. Um, well done. You're finally done. Can't wait to hear what's next. See you guys next time. Let's get into it. <laughs>